0: hi everyone welcome to another episode of warrior cats the series i'm your host Sharpstar. we will be reading chapter 12 i uh, hope you guys enjoy okay um now we can read chapter 12 um in the last episode um i think oh yeah gray stripe almost drowned but got saved by a um a river clan warrior and um what i kind of like in the last chapter um i think i think they were talking about how gray stripe didn't like his fur getting wet so it's kind of like foreshadowing so i think that's kind of cool um and yeah, um, yeah, okay, let's read chapter 12. Fireheart lifted his head about to speak, but Cinderpaw beat him to it. It's my fault, Tiger Claw. It, oh, it's my fault, Tiger Claw. She stared boldly up at, at the great tabby. We were hunting on the frozen stream by the training hollow on the bend. By the deep pool, even that bit was frozen. I slipped and Stripe came came to help me, but the ice wasn't thick enough for him, and it, and it cracked, and he fell into the water. Claw looked into her clear blue, he, her clear bright eyes, as she added, "It is really, it is really, it really is deep there." Fireheart had to put pull him out. Fireheart cringed, remembering how he's he how he had stood motionless with terror at the sight of Greystripe disappearing into the river. Tigerclaw nodded and looked at Graystripe. You'd better get yourself to Yellowfang before you freeze to death. The Clan deputies stood up and stalked away, but Fireheart breathed a sigh of relief. Graystripe didn't hesitate. The long-run home hadn't stopped his teeth from chattering. He bounded away to Yellowfang's den. Brackenpaw glanced at Cinderpaw and padded off to the, his nest, his tail drooping with an ex, exhaustion. Fireheart looked at Cinderpaw. Aren't you even a bit frightened by Tegerclaw? He asked curiously, why should I be? Replied Cinderpaw. He's a great warrior. I admire him. Of course, why wouldn't, why, why wouldn't she? Fireheart thought. You lie very well, he growled sternly, trying to trying his best to act like a mentor well i try not to m- mute mute paul i just thought the truth wouldn't be very helpful here fireheart had to admit she had a point he took he shook his head slowly go and get warm yes fireheart cinder dipped dipped her head and charged after brackenpaul Fireheart padded over to the warrior's and He was worried at how easily the story about Graystripe soaking him tumbled from Cinderpaw's mouth. But he also believed that she was a well-meaning and honest cat. He thought of Ravenpaw, another good cat, he had the story he'd told about Tigerclaw killing Redtail simply been just that, a story that tumbled from his mouth. And in the heat of the moment, Fireheart shook his the thought away. Ravenball had been terrified when he had spoken spoke, spoke to, to Fireheart. He had obviously believed his own story. Why else would he have? Why else? Why else would he have been frightened frightened enough to leave the clan? Fireheart chose a few pieces of fresh kill and carried them over to the nettle clump. He settled himself beside it and began to gnaw thoughtfully on a mouse. The admiration in Centerpaws' voice when she had spoken of Tigerclaw worried him. It seemed as through he alone suspected that there was more to the ThunderClan to the ThunderClan WD than met them than, than met his eye than, than met the eye. Oh. On. I don't understand. sorry guys um okay anyway blue star's attitude toward tiger claw certainly hadn't changed she had been treating him with the same trust and respect that she had always swore- shown him with a flash of frustration fireheart ripped another mouthful from his meal a loud sneeze made him look up gray stripe was h- heading toward him how are you how are you fireheart "'How are you?' Fireheart asked as Graystripe arrived. "'Smelling of one of Yellowfing's herb con- concoctions, Graystripe sat down heavily and coughed. "'I've saved you some food,' Fireheart meowed, pushing a, clump thru- a plump thrush and a bowl toward his friend. "'Yellowfing says I have to stay in the camp. "'She says I have a chill.' "'Graystripe meowed thickly. "'I'm not surprised. "'What did she, she dose you with? "'Feverfew and lavender.' Graystripe laid, da- laid down and began to nibble on the thrush. This will be enough for me, he, he, he mumbled. I'm not very hungry. Fireheart looked at his friend in amazement. That wasn't something he had ever thought he'd heard Graystripe say. Are you, you sure? he asked. There's plenty here. Graystripe stared down at the thrush and didn't reply. Are you sure? Fireheart repeated. What? Graystripe turned his face far away gazed on fireheart uh yeah he mewed he must have a fever fireheart said shaking his head oh well at least he was still there thanks to that river clean cat a few days later fireheart woke woke to find the first fog of leaf bear filling the den when he had crept outside he could barely see the other side of the clearing he heard and paused steps hurrying toward him and Mouse appeared peered out of the gloom. Tireclaw wants to see you, she meowed. Right, thanks, answered F- Fireheart. Alarm shot through him. He'd slipped away to visit Princess yesterday. Had Tireclaw noticed? What was that? Gray Stripes' voice wheezed behind him. He sat down beside Fireheart, sneezed, and yawned tiger claw wants to see me fireheart looked at his friend you should be asleep he was beginning to worry about gray stripe he ought to have it ha, he, he ought to have recovered by now did you rest up yesterday he asked as much as i could between cough and e- coughing and sneezing complaining gray stripe then why why were not you in your nest when i got back from fireheart hesitated remembering he'd spent the afternoon talking with Princess, training. Do you think i get any peace and quiet in there? Graystripe flicked his head back at the den. The warriors trooping in and out all day. I found somewhere quieter, that's all. Fireheart was about to ask where, but Graystripe spoke first. I wonder what Tigerclaw wants. Fire- Fireheart's paws prickled. I'd better go and find out. He... He could just see the shapes of Tigerclaw and White Storm through the mist, sitting below the high rock. As Fireheart padded over to them, they'd stop talking and Tigerclaw turned. It's time Cinderpaw and Brackenpaw were assist. He growled. Already? Fireheart meowed and surprised. The princesses had not been training for long. Blue Star wants to see how, long, how their training is progressing, especially with Graystripe being too ill to train Brackenpaw if Brackenpaw is falling behind she needs to know so she can point another mentor for him fireheart's tail twitched with annoyance surely greystripe would recover soon it would be unfair to entrust his friend his first apprentice to someone else i've been talking t- i've been t- taking I've been taking Brackenpaw out with me and the Center paw every day. He meowed quickly. Tigerclaw glanced at Whitestorm and nodded. Yes, but this is this is your first time as a mentor. It's a lot for you to take on, and Center Clan needs well-trained warriors. I know, and I'm just a pet, not a clan-born warrior. <clears throat> Fireheart thought bitterly. He looked down at his paws, stinging with resentment. No one had asked him to take on Brackenpaw, and, and he'd been putting a lot of e- effort with both princesses. Tiger Clone went on. Send Brackenpaw and, and Cinderpaw on a hunting mission through Tall Pines, as far as Tulleg Place. Keep an eye on them. Watch them and hunt. Watch them hunt and report to me. I'll be interested to see how much fresh kill they add to the pile. Whitestorm added, If Cinderpaw's skills match her enthusiasm, there should be plenty to eat tonight. I hear she's a keen apprentice. Yes, she is, Fireheart agreed, though he was barely listening to Tigerclaw's word. words had set his heart racing. Why was Tigerclaw sending him to Two-Leg Place again? His own hunting assignment had been held over exactly the same route, and Tigerclaw had seen him... Sh- sharing words with an old kitty pet friend he'd reported he reported it to blue star and she had questioned fireheart's loy- loyalty to the clan fireheart felt felt the fur along his spi- spine begin to oh, loud, loud noises his spine began to prickle was this tiger claws way of warning him that he had been spotted talking to princess Fireheart twisted his head and gave his back a quick lick, brushing his bristling ha- hairs flat with his tongue. He sat up straight again and calmly suggested, the "Sunning Rocks would be an equally good place to test their skills. The sunny sun there might have the the sun there might have burned away some of the mess too." No, growled Tigerclaw. The dawn patrol reported scenting River Clan at Sunning Rocks. They may have started hunting there again. Anger flared in his eyes, and his lip curled to reveal sharp teeth. Though we'll need to be warned off before we do any training there tomorrow. For now, tall pines would be much safer for this assignment. White Storm nodded in agreement. White Storm, Fi- while wow, Fireheart's ears twitched uncomfortably at this news, River Clan at Sunning Rocks. it was lucky that he hadn't been spotted by enemy, enemy patrols. Um, hold on a sec, guys, I just... What was that? Come on. Hold on. Sorry for the interruption. What was that? I think someone just set off a firework. Huh. Um. That was weird. (laughs) Okay um sorry about that interruption um let's see um let's see yeah when gray stripe fell into the river as for the fog tiger claw continues smoothly hunting in difficult conditions will make the test tomorrow interesting yes tiger claw meowed fireheart ducking his head respectfully to the two warriors. I'll tell Cinderpaw and and Brackenpaw. We'll get started right away. When Fireheart explained the assessment to the apprentices, Cinderpaw flicked up her tail and ran an excited circle. An assignment? Do you think we're ready, of course? Ready? Of course, Fireheart meowed, hiding his doubts. You've been working hard and learning quickly, but won't the fog make hunting difficult? Difficult? Asked Brack and Paul. Fireheart replied, "There are advantages. 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 <laughs> what can't pronounce it. Um, to the stillness of the air." Brack and Paul looked thoughtful, and his eyes began to shine. As and he mewed, "It'll be harder to sniff out prey, but it'll also make it harder for the prey to smell us." Exactly, Fireheart agreed. "Shall we go now?" Center Paul asked. "As soon as you like." answered fireheart but take your time it's not a race his words were wasted on cinderpaw who was a ride charging t- toward the camp entrance you got you've got till sunset he called after her brackenpaw glanced at fireheart and turned to follow his sister with a small sigh fireheart tracked tra- the two princes through tall pines, the springy layer of pine needles under paw felt str- strangely soft after the frozen ground and the rest of the forest. He followed Cinderpaw's Sunderpaw- trail until he could see her stalk- stalking eagerly through the forest. Then he picked up Brackenpawson and followed that that the trail crossed here and there. Fireheart could smell where the princess had run fast where they had sat down, even when they had lingered together at one point. Before long, Fireheart found a spot where Cinderpaw had made a kill. She had taken it with her. As he followed the tra- her trail, he, s- he could smell the scent of her catch, mingling with her own. Then he discovered where Brackenpaw had caught a thrush. The feathers were scattered everywhere. The apprentices were hunting well. Fireheart knew for sure when he detected a scent thick with fresh kill. He dug down among the needles at the roots of the pine, where was a stash of prey hidden underneath it, left by Cinderpot to pick up later. Fireheart felt a small glow of pride at her work. She had caught plenty she had caught plenty, and now she was heading for the oak woods behind the two leg place. Fireheart followed just beyond the edge of the pine forest. He picked up Brackenpaw's scent. It was strong, which meant the apprentice apprentice was nearby. Fireheart crept forward and peering around a young oak. The apprentice was crouching beneath a tangle of brambles, well disguised among its shadows. Fireheart could just see his tail moving as it twitched from side to side. Brackenpaw had his eyes fixed on a wood mouse that was scrambling around the roots of a tree. Brackenpaw was taking his time thought fireheart he watched brackenpaw draw himself forward one step at a time the leaves beneath his paws were hardly made hardly made a sound he was as quiet as a mouse itself which continued to hunt for food suspecting nothing fireheart watched breathlessly breathlessly remembering his first hunting mission Brackenpaw closed in. The soft rustle of his paws on leaves melted into the background sounds of the forest. Fireheart. Fireheart found found himself willing the apprentice on. Brackenpaw was only a rabbit length away from that mouse now. His body pressed flat against the forest floor. The mouse scampered onto a root and looked around. It froze. Something was wrong. Now, I thought Fireheart. Brackenpaw sprang and landed on the mouse, grasping it in his front paws. The mouse didn't have time to struggle. It was over in a single bite. Brackenpaw raised his head. Fireheart saw a satisfied expression on the young cat's face as he breathed this the scent of fresh kill. Then Brackenpaw darted away between the trees. Fireheart realized he was looking he was looking forward to reporting back to Tiger Claw about his apprentice, apprentices. Hi, the small voice went yeah. Hi. The small voice behind him made Fireheart jump into the air. He spun around. How are you? How, how are we doing? Asked Cinderpaw. What is that noise? Huh. Uh. How are we doing? Asked Cinderpaw, looking up at him, with her head to one side. You're not. You're not meant to ask that, Fireheart spat. He licked his ruffled fur. You're not supposed to speak to me at all. I'm, I'm assessing you, remember? Oh, mused Cinderpaw. Sorry. Fireheart sighed. He would never have dared to approach Tigerclaw during his own assignment. He didn't want to scare Cinderpaw into obedience, as Tigerclaw had once did with Ravenpaw. But he wouldn't mind a little respect every now and then. Sometimes he didn't feel like Cinder Paul's me- mentor at all. Cinder Paul looked at the ground for a moment, then glanced up at him, a puzzled expression on her face. Were you really bored over there in the two leg place? The question caught Fireheart off Fireheart off guard. He glanced nervously in the direction of the two leg place. Two fence. Praying that the strange sense of Cinderpaw and Brackenpaw would keep Princess inside her own garden today. Why do you ask? He meowed, stalling. Tigerclaw mentioned it. That's all. Answered Cinderpaw. Se- she seemed genuine, and li- genuinely curious. But Fireheart felt a dark quiver of menace at the mention of Tigerclaw's name. What else had Tigerclaw been t- telling Cinderpaw about him? I was born a kitty pet fireheart meowed firmly, but I'm a warrior now my life is with the clan my, my old life wasn't bad but it my old life wasn't bad but it's over and I'm glad oh okay meow sender sounding on the unconcerned see you later she spun around and charged off into the trees fireheart stood alone in the woods his heart thudding to as he stared at the old two-leg fence a minute ago, his words to Senator paul about being glad his old life was over would have been untru- utterly true. Now he wasn't not he was not so so sure. His fur tingled with the knowledge that some of his happiest moments recently had been spent sharing memories with his gentle kitty pet sister. And that's the end of chapter 12. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back soon. Bye. Hi, everyone, and welcome back from the break. We're going to read chapter 13. Um, Yeah. As the sun sank into the forest, Fireheart waited beside the pine tree where Cinderpaw had buried her first lot of fresh gill. He heard paw steps and turned to see Cinderpaw and Brackenpaw padding toward him. Pre- prey dangled from their mouths. Brackenpaw could barely hold his catch. It was so big, Fireheart felt a surge of relief. Even Tigerclaw couldn't criticize the apprentice's e- efforts. I hope you carry this lot back. Fireheart offered, flicking away the cov- co- covering of the pine needles from Senator Paul's stash, he dug it. He dug it up, and grasped for the fresh kill between his teeth, and set off between. Set off back to the camp. When they arrived to the to the in the camp clearing, some of the clan cats were already taking their share of the fresh kill from the pile. Tigerclaw must have been looking out for their return, because he padded over to them as they dropped their catch near the rest. They caught all this themselves, he asked, nudging the pile with a massive paw. (coughs) Oh yes, Fireheart replied. Good, yeah, Tigerclaw. Come come and join me and Bluestar. Bring some fresh kill for yourself. We're already eating. (laughs) Cinder Paul and Brackenpaul looked at Fireheart with admiring stares. It was a privileged seat with the clan leader and deputy. Fireheart didn't share their excitement. He'd hoped to he hoped that he would re, would report to Blue Star One. The last guy he wanted to share his meal with was Tigerclaw. By the way, have you seen Graystripe? asked Tigerclaw. Fire Fireheart felt a pang of concern as Tigerclaw continued. He's just supposed to ca- stay in camp while he was co- th- while while he has this cold, but I haven't seen him since hana- Sun High. Fireheart shifted his paws. Had Grizzledrake gone off looking for peace and quiet again? No, he admitted. Perhaps he's with Yellowfang. Perhaps echoed Tigerclaw, and padded away to where Bluestar was gnawing at a fat gnawing at a fat pigeon fireheart followed followed trying to push away his growing worry about gray stripe <clears throat> disappearance disappearances he selected a small defense from the pile for skill as he passed as he passed then he wished he'd chosen a bull. how was he going to give his report with a mouthful of feathers Welcome, Fireheart," meowed Blue Star. As Fireheart sat down in front of her, he placed a fence on the ground but decided not to start eating. Tailorclaw tells me your apprentices caught plenty of prey. Blue Star's gaze was friendly. Tailorclaw sitting Tigerclaw, sitting up beside her glared at him more critically, making Fireheart t- Fireheart's t- tail t- twitch. Yes, they've never hunted in the mist before, but it seemed to put put either of them off it didn't but it did, didn't seem to put either of them off fireheart meowed i watched Brackenpaw catch a wood mouse he st- he's, his stalking was excellent and what about cinderpaw uh, asked blue star fireheart noticed a steely glint appear in the, her eyes was she worried about cinderpaws abilities fireheart replied her hunting skills are developing well she has a lot of, lots of enthusiasm that's for sure and she doesn't seem to be scared of anything. Aren't you worried that might make her reckless? Asked Blue Star. She's quick and inquisitive, which makes her a good learner. I think that will make her, make up for for her. For her searched anxiously for the right word. Eagerness. Blue Star flicked his tail. Her eagerness, as you say, worries me. She meowed, with a with flashing a glance at Tiger Claw. She, she will need to be careful guidance she will need careful careful guidance in her training fireheart's spirits plummeted was blue star unhappy unhappy with his mentoring blue star's eyes softened she was always going to be a challenge but she is clearly turning into a fine hunter yet you, you have done good work with her Fireheart. with fireheart With both of them, in fact, Fireheart brought in immediately, and Bluestar went on. I've noticed how you've taken over Brackenpaw's training without being asked, and I want you to carry on mentoring them both for some time, for the time being. Tigerclaw turned his gaze away, but Fireheart didn't miss the anger that flashed in his eyes. Thank you, Bluestar, he meowed. I see your missing friend has returned, Tigerclaw growled without turning his head. Fireheart spun around to see Gray Stripe appearing from the nursery. He was probably just getting some peace and quiet, he suggested. He's still, he's still f- feverish and he can't be easy being stuck in camp all day. Easy or not, he should be concentrating on getting better, meowed yeah, Tiger Claw. Leaf Bear is no time for sickness in the camp. Mouse Bear was coughing on patrol as he this morning i just hope star clan protects us from green cough this season we've lost five kits to it last year blue star nodded her gray head, her gray head solemnly. let's pray that that leaf bear isn't long or hard it's never an easy time for the clans. she looked wistful for a moment then told fireheart take that finch and share it with Greystripe. He'll want to know what his, how his, his apprentice did in the, in the assessment. Yes, please, sir. Thanks. Meow, Fireheart. He picked up the Chiffinch and bounded over to the nettle clump where Graystripe had settled himself with a l- large wood mouse. Graystripe had eaten half of it by the time Fireheart arrived. Perhaps his cold his cold was on the mend. As Fireheart dropped the Chiffinch went beside him. His friend, Graystripe, sneezed. cold no better? asked Fireheart sympath- sympathetically. Nope, replied Graystripe with his mouth full. I guess I'll have to stay in camp a while longer. Fireheart thought his friend sounded a lot more che- cheerful than he had before, but he didn't want to betray his growing suspicion that Graystripe, wa- Graystripe was up to something. Brackenpaw did really well in his assessment today, he meowed. Really? Graystripe took another bite of mouse. That's good. Yeah, he's a grey hunter. Fireheart <clears throat> Fireheart stared at to eat started to eat his chivench. Greystripe, he meowed after a long silence, have you been out of the camp the past few days? Greystripe stopped chewing Ch- stopped chewing. Why do you ask? Fireheart's tail twitched uncomfortably. Well, you weren't here when I got in from last night's patrol. And Tiger ha said he hadn't seen you since sun high today. Tigerclaw Graystripe sounded worried. I told him you were probably out looking for some peace and quiet, or that you might be with Fang. Fireheart and that He took another bite of Chiffinch. Where were you? He asked through the feathers, suddenly desperate for Graystripe to say yes, to stop the suspicion that Graystripe might be making, might be keeping a secret from him. Um, but, But Graystripe, uh, hold on. Something weird is happening. Let's see. Sorry, we cut off there. I don't know what happened. I just tried turning the brightness up on the phone, and it just cut off. Um, let's see here. Okay, let's start a little bit back. To stop the suspicion that Graystripe might be keeping a secret from him. But Graystripe ignored Fireheart's query. Well, thanks for covering me. He carried on chewing. Fireheart didn't ask any more questions. Even though he was burning with curiosity. When Graystripe got to his paws and announced he was going to... What's that noise? I don't know if you guys... Can you guys hear that? uh sorry that's weird (laughs) um don't know what that was um so fireheart didn't ask any more questions even though even though he was burning with curiosity when graystripe got to his paws and announced he was going to the den fireheart was still no wiser about what what was on graystripe's mind Okay, he meowed. I think I'll stay here a bit longer. Graystripe gave him a brief nod and patted away. Fireheart rolled onto his back f- back for a long stretch, scratching the ground above his head with his claws. He lay on his back for a good while, thinking. From the smell of, from the f- smell of him, Graystripe had been giving himself a good wash very recently. Was he trying to hide some scent? Fireheart realized that Graystripe had been pretty much adamant he had left the camp, but where could he have gone with that he couldn't or wouldn't, tell Fireheart. Suddenly, his paws prickled. What about his own visits to Princess and 2 territory, of all places? He'd washed himself thoroughly before returning to camp, too, and never mentioned the meetings to Graystripe. Fireheart flipped over and sat up. There was something caught under one of the, his claws. He lifted his paws and tugged out a piece of dirt with, with his teeth. It was a cat. It was, it was a catkin, old and shriveled, but definitely a catkin. What was that doing here? Willow trees didn't grow in ThunderClan's part of the forest. In fact, the only willows from willows Fireheart had ever seen, seen, grew close to a river. And river clan territory fireheart held his breath as his heart began to pound had this come from graystripe's coat he crept into into the warrior's den graystripe was already asleep fireheart lay awake beside him and wondered if graystripe was really being foolish enough to return to river clan territory the look in Leopard for his eyes after Whitecla white, Claw, white Claw's death had shown that there was a score to be settled Fireheart sh- shuddered at the, at, as he resolved to find out exactly where Graystripe was going and why. When Fireheart awoke, the den felt damp and chilled. One sniff of the air told him rain was on the way. He pushed his way out, outside, yawning. He hadn't slept well, worrying about Graystripe. Even now, through the. F- even now, the thought of his friend alone in RiverClan territory sent a sh- shiver through, his- through him. Chilly, eh? Running's- running Wings' voice start- startled Fireheart. Fireheart looked over his shoulder, his tail twitching. The only tabby warrior was padding out of the den. Er, yeah, Fireheart agreed. Are you okay? asked Running wing. Not caught your, o- your friend's cold, have you? Mouse is streaming with it this morning. And Longtail said Swiftpaw s- sneezed all through training yesterday. <coughs> Fireheart shook his head. I'm fine, just tired after yesterday's assignment. Ah, Bluestar thought you might be. That's why she asked me to help you with Cinderpaws and Brackenpaws training today. Is that okay with you? Yeah, thanks, Fireheart meowed. Right then, Running Wing decided "I'll meet you in the in the hollow after I've eaten. If Swift Paw's not coming down with the cold, we should have the place to ourselves." Are you hungry? Fireheart shook his head. Running Wing trotted away to pick through the leftovers from last night's fresh kill. Fireheart went straight to the training hollow and waited for, for the others to arrive. His mind was not on training. He was still thinking about Graystripe. He felt sure his friend would slip out of camp today, again today. A rain-laden wind was beginning to sway the leafless branches above the hollow when Cinderpaw and Brackenpaw arrived, followed by Running Wing. "'What are we doing today?' asked Cinderpaw, scampering down into the hollow." Fireheart stared at her blankly. He hadn't thought about it at all. Hunting, Brackenpaw immute hopefully, as he trotted after Cinderpaw. Running wing padded across the hollow and joined them. How about practicing some stalking techniques? he just suggested. Good idea, Fireheart agreed quickly. Not the old rat. not the old rabbit Rabbit hears you, mouse feels you, Listen. Less and- lesson again. "'Thunder Paul moaned. "'Running Wing silenced her with a look and turned to Fireheart. "'Fireheart realized with a jump that Running Wing was waiting for him to start. "Er, "'I'll start by showing you the best way to stalk a rabbit,' he stammered. "'He dropped into a crouch and began to move forward, fast and light, "'until he reached the end of the hollow. "'He t- stood and turned to find the other three cats staring at him quizzically. "'Are you sure that th- that'd fool a rabbit?' Mused Cinderpaw, her whiskers twitching. Fireheart felt confused for a moment until he realized he just demonstrated the best bird stalking technique. A rabbit would have heard that swish of his fur through the undergrowth, three fox links away. Fireheart looked at Running Wing, embarrassed. The tabby warrior frowned. How about I show you two about the how to creep up on a shrew? Cinderpaw turned Cinderpaw turned her bright gaze from Fireheart to Running Wing. Fireheart sighed and padded over to watch. By some high, Fireheart was still finding it difficult to concentrate on the training session. He kept imagining Graystripe sneaking out of the camp and longed to follow him. Eventually, his restlessness overwhelmed him. He went over to running wing and spoke quietly quietly into his his ear. I have a bellyache. Can you take over the training for the rest of the day? I want to see if Yellowfang has anything for it. I thought you seemed a little distracted," Running Wing replied. "You go back to camp. I'll ma- I'll take the take this pair out hunting." Thanks, Running Wing," meowed Fireheart, feeling a pang of shame that Running Wing had believed him so easily. He limped. A- he limped across the hollow, trying to look as if he were in pain. As soon as he was safely among the trees, he broke into a run and raced back to the camp. When Gristripe had returned yesterday, he, he appeared. From behind the nursery, Fireheart knew from experience that this was the best way to slip through the camp boundary without being noticed. It was where Yellowfang had escaped that camp when the clan had suspected the old medicine cat of Spodleaf's murder. Fireheart padded around the the outside of the outside of the camp and sniffed at the wall of bracken. His heart sank as he picked up Graystripe's scent. Graystripe had definitely been sneaking out of the camp this way and often by the smell of it. At the least the scent was stale, which which meant he hadn't been this way today. Fireheart crouched behind a nearby tree and settled down to wait. The wood was growing darker as rain clouds began to push across the sky. The shadows hid him perfectly, and he made sure he was downwind so Graystripe wouldn't detect him. His belly really was aching now, tense with guilt and ap- apprehension. He half hoped Greystripe wouldn't come, half hoped he would just lead him to some quiet spot within ThunderClan's borders. Fireheart lurched as he heard a rustling in the bracken wall. The gray nose was pushing its way through the fronds. Fireheart ducked his head as Greystripe looked around cautiously. After a few moments, the warrior leaped out and set off at a trot toward the training hollow. Hope flared in Fireheart's chest. Perhaps Graystripe Cold was better and he decided to join the training session. He set off after him, keeping a safe distance behind, ra- rallying nonsense rather than sight to track his friend. But when the trail veered away from the path that led to tra- Training Hollow, Fireheart knew that his hope had been in vain. With an anonymous, anonymous scent of, sense of dread, he saw the distinctive grey rocks loom overhead through the trees. Sunning sunning rocks. Sunning rocks. Fireheart picked his ears and opened his mouth to testing the breeze for the smell of any me cats. At the edge of the trees he caught a glimpse of a broad shouldered grey cat slipping past the rocks toward the river clamp border. There was no doubt now where Greystripe was heading. As soon as his friend was out of sight, Fireheart padded forward and peered down to the slope to the river. By the swaying undergrowth, Fireheart could guess where Graystripe was. He just hoped there weren't any River Clan warriors watching, too. Fireheart made his way down through the fronds. fronds. The river wasn't frozen anymore. He could hear the water lapping at the bank and splashing over the borders. He slowed his pace and reached the edge of the bracken and peered out at the open shore. Graystripe was sitting on the pebbles. The gray warrior was looking around, his ears pricked, but Fireheart could tell from the, re- the from the relaxed slope of his shoulders that he wasn't listening for prey. A strange cat's call sounded in a distance. A river clan patrol. Fireheart's fur prickled, his muscles instinct- instinctively tensed, but Graystripe didn't move. Then, Fireheart heard a rustle in the bracken beyond the river. Still, Graystripe stayed where he was. Fireheart held his breath as his face, as a face, appeared on the far river bank. With a barely a sound, the silver she-cat emerged from under the growth and slipped into the river. Fireheart felt his heart miss a beat. It was Silverstream, the she-cat who had rescued his friend. She swam easily across the river. Graystripe stood amued with delight. He kneaded the pebbles with his paws in anticipation. Holding his tail high, he padded to the edge of the water as she climbed onto the shore. Silverstream shook the drops from her fur, and the two gray cats touched noses gently. Grey stripe rubbed his muzzle along her draw, draw, jaw as she lifted her chin happily. Then Silverstream stood on tiptoe and wound her slender body around his. For once, grey Graystripe didn't seem to mind getting wet at all. Because he purred loud enough for Fireheart to hear as Silverstream passed to her damp fur against him. And that is the end of chapter 13. We will be reading chapter 14 later. Uh, see you after the break. Hi guys. Um, during this break, I just want to ask you guys to um, please um, read the description below. Um, but yeah, bye. Hi guys, and welcome back from the ads. We will be reading chapter 14. Fireheart's hackles bristled with horror. How could Graystripe be so stupid? He was breaking every part of the warrior code by meeting this cat from another clan. Graystripe, Fireheart hissed as he sprang from the bushes. The two cats spun around to face them. Silverstream's ears flattened angrily. Graystripe just stared at him, startled. "You followed me?" Fireheart ignored his stunned meow. "What are you doing? Don't you know how dangerous this is?" Sil- Silverstream spoke up. "It's okay. There won't be a patrol h- here till after sunset. You can't be—you can—you can be sure of that, can you? As if you know all the clans' mov- movements." Fireheart growled. Silverstream lifted her chin. Actually, I do. My fa- father is Crooked Star, the leader of River Fireheart froze. What are you playing at? He spat at Graystripe. You could you have have chosen worse. Graystripe met Fireheart's eyes for an instant, then turned to F- Silverstream. I'd better go, he mewed. Silverstream blinked slowly and stretched her head forward to touch his cheek. They closed their eye. They. They closed their eyes and remained still for a moment. Fireheart watched, his paws prickling with alarm. Silverstream whispered something into Graystripe's ear, and the two cats stepped apart. The river clancy cat raised her head and stared chanisly into Fireheart's eyes before slipping back into the river. Graystripe bounded over to Fireheart's side. The two friends... The two friends didn't speak as they raced out of the River Clan territory and pass, and back past Sutton Rocks. As they approached the camp, Graystripe slowed her, his pace. Fireheart slowed too. "You must stop seeing, seeing her," he panted. His panic had lessened now that they were away from the River Clan border, but he was still angry. "I can't," replied Graystripe hoarsely. He coughed; his sides heaving. I don't understand, Fireheart meowed. RiverClan is completely hostile to the ThunderClan at the moment. You heard leopard fur after Whiteclaw died. Fireheart winced, knowing that the reminder would be painful for his friend, but he couldn't stop now. How do you even know you can trust this RiverClan cat? You don't know, Silverstream. Graystripe spat back. He stopped. And sat down, his, eye, his eyes glazed with pain. And there's no need to remind me about White Claw. Do you think it's easy knowing I'm responsible for the death of one of Silverstream's clanmates? Fireheart snorted impatiently. White Claw was an enemy warrior, not a clanmate. But Graystripe went on. Silverstream understands it was an accident. The gorge was no place for a battle. Any cat would have could have fallen there. Fireheart paced around him as Graystripe began to lick the scent of Silverstream from his fur. It doesn't matter what Silverstream thinks. What about your loyalty th- to Thunderclan? He he demanded. You're breaking the co- clan code by seeing her. Graystripe stopped washing. You think I don't know that? He hissed. Do you doubt my loyalty to Thunderclan? What else can you think? What else can I think? You can't see her without lying to the clan. And what if you have what if you what if we have a battle with River Clan? Have you thought about that? You worry too much, Graystripe snapped. It won't come to that. Now Brokenstar Star Broken has gone and one clan is back. The clans will be at peace. River Clan doesn't seem to be acting very peaceful, Fireheart pointed out. You know they've been hunting on Sunday rocks in our territory. "'They've been hunting on Southern Rock since before I was kidded,' scoffed Greystripe, twisting to wash the base of his tail. Fireheart ca- carried on pacing. Greystripe just didn't un- didn't seem to understand what he was doing. "'Okay, what if RiverClan Patrol catches you?' "'SilverStream won't let that happen,' answered Greystripe, between long licks and long his bushy tail. "'For StarClan's sake, aren't you even a bit worried?' Fireheart burst out exasperated. Graystripe stopped stopped washing and looked up at his friend. You don't get it, do you? StarClan must have planned this. Look, Silverstream wants to see me, even after what happened to Whiteclaw. We share the same thoughts. It's as if we were were born into the same clan. Fireheart Fireheart realized it was pointless to argue anymore. Come on, he meowed heavily. We better get back before you- you're missed again. Graystripe got to his paws. Side by side, he and Fireheart walked to the top of the ravine and looked down at the camp. Over and over, one thought echoed in Fireheart's mind. How could Graystripe love Crookedstar's daughter but re- re- remain loyal to the ThunderClan? He glanced at Graystripe, and they began to climb down the steep slope home. They crept back into the camp the same way Graystripe had left it. Byheart held his breath as he squeezed through the boundary wall, angry with Graystripe for making him sneak around like this. His heart sank as they rounded the nursery to find White Storm approaching them. Stripe, you should be resting, not hanging around here. That cough of yours had already begun to spread. We don't want it getting into the nursery, warned the warrior. Graystripe nodded and padded back to the warrior's den. And you, Fireheart's eyes flicked nervously at Whitestorm turned to him, shouldn't you be training your apprentices? I came back to get something for Yellowfang for a bellyache, Fireheart mumbled. Well, go get it then, replied Whitestorm. And once you have you can make yourself useful and find some fresh skill. It's leaf bear. We can't have young warriors hanging around the camp doing nothing. Yes, Whitestorm, meowed Fireheart. He turned away in relief to escape any more questions and ran toward Yellowfing's den. Yellowfang was busy mixing herbs. There were several heaps of leave- leaves gathered in front of her. Fireheart stood and watched her for a moment, without speaking. He felt sad, drained after the row with Graystripe. He couldn't help wishing it were spot- if w- it were spot leaf mixing herbs instead of Yellowfang. Yellowfang glanced up at him. "My supplies are running low. I might need help. I might need help to restock." Fireheart didn't reply. He was just wondering if he could find his worries about gray stripe when she his worries about gray when she interrupted his thoughts. It looks as if it looks like there's white cough in the camp. She growled, prodding impatiently at a dried leaf. Two cases this morning. Swiftpaw asked Fireheart, the old medicine cat. Shook her head. Swiftpaw's just a cold. It's speckled tails, kit and Patchpelt. Not serious at the moment, but we need to concentrate on getting the clan strong. Leaf Bear always always brings the threat of Green Cough. Fireheart understood her concern. Green Cough was a killer. Yellowfang looked up again. What do you want? Oh, nothing, just a bellyache. But it doesn't matter if you're busy. Bad? She meowed. No, Fireheart admitted, unable to meet her gaze. Then come back when it is. The medicine cat went to her. mixing. went back to her Maxine. fireheart turned to leave but yellowfin called him back make sure graystripe stays in this den will you he's a strong young warrior if he were resting his cough if he were resting his cough would be better by now fireheart's tail twitched nervously as she guessed that graystripe had been slipping out of the camp he waited his heart thudding in case she was going to say more but yellowfin was frowning at her at the herbs again so she, so he padded away quietly. It was getting dark, and Fireheart knew he only he, he had only a short time left for hunting. He quickly caught a shrew, a finch, and a mouse, but hesitated before returning to camp. His fears for Graystripe felt more important than anything Whitestorm might say if he didn't add something to the fresh-kill pile, pile. In time, Fireheart came to a decision. If Graystripe wouldn't listen to reason, maybe Silverstream would. He stashed his catch behind a tree root and covered it with leaves. For the second time that day, he turned toward sunning rocks. The rain had come, but had been threatening all day. and finally began to fall. It was drumming sadly on the back, and by the time Fireheart crept down, the shadowy slope toward the river. Even in the rain, Silverstream's scent was always easy to find. Fireheart followed the trail to the place where he had found Graystripe and Silverstream together. Hyper alert, he padded it onto the shore. The dark water rushed past him re- resonantly, sending a shiver down Fireheart's spine. He had no desire to swim across. His fur did not have the oily perfect- protection from the water that the River Clan cats had. The Leaf Bear was no season to get a soaking. And Leaf Bear was. Yeah, anyway. Suddenly, Fireheart froze. He smelled RiverClan warriors. He dropped to a crouch and looked across the river to see SilverStream, pushing her way through the training branches of a willow. Behind her came two of of her clan, one of them a warrior with massive shoulders and battle-torn ears. The warrior warrior sniffed the air suspiciously and peered around. Fireheart heard the blood roaring roaring, roaring in his ears. Had the warrior picked up his scent? That's the end of chapter fifteen. Uh, we're gonna take a break and read f- chapter fifteen. Hi guys and welcome back from the break. We will be reading chapter fifteen. Um, I just was listening a little bit to see how I um I was um and. I just realized my voice is, like, different when I'm reading, but not when I'm just talking. So that's weird. But uh, let's uh, read chapter 15. Very, very quietly, Fireheart backed up, backed into the bracken. The RiverClan warrior had stopped smelling the air, but he was still looking around. Fireheart turned, a still crouching, Fireheart turned, still crouching, and began to creep away. He heard a small splash behind him. A cat had slipped into the river. Fireheart glanced over his shoulder, his heart pounding. Through the bracken, he could see a silver head bobbing toward him. Silver stream. But but where were the other two cats? He circled, cautiously tasting the air with an open mouth. No sign of them nearby. They must have moved on. He looked back at Silverstream, sw- swimming determinedly across the river. For a moment, Fireheart wondered if this was a trap. Wondered if he should run. But his concern about Graystripe made him stay. The silver tabby climbed up, on- climbed down to the bank, and hissed quietly. Fireheart, I know you're there. I can smell you. It's okay. Stone, Fur, stone, stone, Fur and shade paw had gone, have gone. Fireheart didn't move. Fireheart, Fireheart. I wouldn't let anything happen to Graystripe. Close, Graystripe's closest friend. She sounded impatient, but believe me, for Stark, for Stark Clan's sake. Fireheart crept slowly from his hiding place. Silverstream stared at him, her tail twitching. What are you doing here? I was looking for you, he whispered, painfully aware of his uh, he was in enemy territory. Silverstream stream flicked her ears in alarm. Is Graystripe okay? Has has his cough gotten worse? But her heart was irritated by her concern. He didn't want to know how much this this she-cat cared for his best friend. He's fine, he growled. His caution swept away by anger, but he won't be if he carries on meeting you. Silverstream pursued, I won't let anything bad happen to Graystripe. Oh, really, Fireheart snorted, and what could you do to protect him? I am a clan leader's daughter, meowed Silverstream. Does that give you the power to control your father's warriors? You're hardly more than an apprentice. Like you, she hissed indignantly. Yes, that's true, Fireheart admitted. "'But that's why I'm not sure I could protect Graystripe against the anger of his own clan, or yours. "'If they find out, you're seeing, e- you're seeing each other.' "'Silver tried to glare at him, but her eyes were clouded with emotion. "'I can't stop seeing him,' she meowed, her voice softened to a whisper. "'I love him, but the tension between our clans is bad enough already. heart was still was still too angry to feel any sympathy.' We know RiverClan is hunting in our territory. The defiant gleam turned to return to, to Silverstream's eyes. If if ThunderClan understood why, it would be be begrudged what we catch here, what we catch there. Why, Fireheart flashed back at her. My clan is hungry. Our kids cry because their mothers have no ma- milk. The elders are dying from the lack of decent prey. Fireheart stared taking him back but you've got the river he protested every cat knows the river clan enjoyed the best hunting of all fish from the river as well as the woodland prey in, in the fields beyond it's not enough two had taken over our territory downstream they built camp there all green leaf and stayed as long as the fish were plentiful by the time they went the fishing was scarce and the damage they've done to the forest remains means that even the woodland prey is hard to find fire fireheart felt a pang of pity and in, in spite of his anger he couldn't guess how serious this must be for river clam. they were used to they were used to their rich diet of fish and grew fat on it every green leaf so that they could endure the harsh moons of leaf bear he stared at stared at the she cat with her with new eyes she wasn't slim he realized she was skinny as her wet coat flunked clung to her he couldn't see her ribs suddenly he understood crooked star's hostility to blue star's plan at the gathering that's why you didn't want one clan to come home rabbits run on the moorland all year round silver stream explained there were our only hope of making it through Leaf Bear without losing kits. She shook her head slowly before lifting her gaze back to Fireheart. Does Grace strike? Now all this?" he asked. Silverstream nodded. Fireheart looked at her, perplexed for a moment. Per- per- perplexed for a moment, but he couldn't let these feelings get in the way of the warrior code, and neither could his friend. Whatever problems your clan has, you still have to stop. You still have to stop seeing Graystripe. No, answered Silverstream, lifting her chin. Her eye is flashing. How can our love do any harm? Fireheart returned her stare. Another shiver ran down his back as the cold rain seeped through his thick pelt. Suddenly, Silverstream hissed, making Fireheart jump. You must leave. Patrol's coming. Fireheart heard a faint rustle on the other side of the river. It, w- it would be pointless and dangerous to stay any longer the rustling noise was growing closer without saying goodbye he bounded back into the wet bracken and-, and headed home he raced back toward the stash of fresh gill he'd left behind the oak, the oak tree halfway home the scent of a fresh 2 leg trail stopped him in his tracks rem- reminding him of princess he wondered whether there was time to follow the trail back to the 2 leg place he wanted to know if she had kidded yet, but Princess would probably be safely tucked in her 2 leg nest by now. And the clan needed fresh kill. With an uneasy twinge, Fireheart realized that Graystripe wasn't the only one with divided loyalties. Rain began to drip from the ends of his whiskers. He shook the drops away and bounded on on toward his horde of fresh kill. The camp was silent by the time he arrived, the cats sheltering in, her, in their dens, fireheart crossed the muddy clearing and dropped his catch on the fresh kill pile taking a piece for himself he tried toward the warrior's den there was no way he was eating outside tonight he pushed his head inside the den gray stripe was dozing to fireheart's relief he might actually get better if he wasn't charging through the forest looking for silver stream yellowfang hasn't taken any fresh kill yet white Storm's meow sounded from the shadows She's been too busy. I think she would appreciate that mouse you're carrying. Fireheart nodded and backed out, backed out again. If yellowfin was too busy to fetch food, it mean, it must mean the sickness in the camp was getting worse. Fireheart raced across the clearing, stopped only to pick up another mouse before hurrying through the fern tr- tunnel. A tabby kit lay in the nest of moss in the bracken at the edge of the clearing. Yellowfin cl- crouched beside it, trying to persuade it to eat some herbs. The kit sniffled pitifully. It blinked up at her with streaming eyes and nose. Fireheart realized the kit might, the, realized this must be the kit with white cough. The Yellow thing turned when she heard Fireheart arrived. "'Is that for me?' she meowed, looking at the mice hanging from Fireheart's mouth. He nodded and dropped them on the ground. "'Thanks. Now that you're here, why don't you see if you can pursue this kit to take take his medicine?' She padded over to the mice moving stiffly from her old shoulder injury and began to gnaw on one hung- hungrily. Fireheart approached the kit. It looked up at him, opening its tiny mouth in a rasping, painful cough. Fireheart gently pushed a small green herb toward it. If you want to be a warrior, you have to. U- Get used to swallowing these horrible things, he mewed. When you make this, make your trip to the Moonstone, you have to eat herbs far worse than this. The kit looked wonderingly at him through half-closed eyes. Think of it as practice, Fireheart urged. Practice for when you become a warrior. The kit reached forward and took a tentil- tentative mouthful. Fireheart gave it an encouraging purr. Yellowfing appeared. I sighed. "Well done," she meowed. She gestured with her nose, and Fireheart understood. She wanted to talk to him. He followed her to the shelter of the tall rock where she slept. The rain was still falling, and mad matted, matted gray fur was soaked. With her sodden tail dragging in the dirt. Bluestar has white white cough. She meowed gravely. But white white cough isn't that serious, right? Yelping shook her head. It came on very quickly. She meowed, and it's affecting it. It's affected her badly. Fireheart's stomach tightened as he remembered the dwindling number of lives left to the clan leader. I warned her to stay away from the other sick cats, but she wanted to see them. Yelping went on. She's asleep in her den at the moment fur is with her. The fear in Yelping's eyes made Fireheart wonder if she knew the truth about Bluestar's lives. Fireheart assumed he was the only c- cat in the camp whom Bluestar had shared her, her secret with. The rest of the clan thought she had four lives left, but perhaps a medicine cat would sense these things instinctively. Truth was, if Bluestar lost this life, she would only have one more left. And that is the end of chapter um, 15. We will be reading chapter 16 uh, after this break. Bye. Also, during this break, I just wanted to tell you guys that we are actually halfway through the book. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys that. Um, Yeah, that's it. Bye. Uh, Oh, wait. Also you guys should um uh, try out a podcast called um i think it's called uh let's see here i like it um two things actually the Nether theory um story pirates and the world of percy Jackson Brett jackson and moon mist's warrior a warrior cats podcast uh, and one more it's Greeking out uh out. Greeking Out is, like, stories of, um, of, like, Greeks, uh, the gods and all that stuff. Um, it's just fun to enjoy. Um, and Percy Jackson is, uh, also, uh, um, uh, a Greek book, but it's really good and funny. Um, and, uh, also... The nether theory is uh, Minecraft, um, and some other stuff, uh, podcasts, but, yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys that, um, some shout-outs, um, and, yeah, bye. Welcome back from the break, um, now we will be reading chapter 16, and then this is the end of the episode. The rain continued through the night and then into the next morning but by sun high the clouds began to clear. A somber air hung over the clearing as the clan waited for news of their leader. Fireheart crept out of the patch of brambles by the boundary wall, where he'd sheltered since dawn. He padded over to Blue Star's Den and and the side uh, in the hot ha- in the side of the high rock, there was no sound from inside. As he turned away, he ran into Willow pelt carrying food to the nursery. She tipped her head questioningly to one side. Fireheart knew she was hoping for news of Blue Star. Nothing to report, I'm afraid," he shrugged. Sh- "Afraid," he shrugged. Fireheart had given Cinderpaw and Brackenpaw a day's rest from training. He could see them now, lounging outside their den, looking bored. Fireheart knew he, he had let them down, but he wanted to stay in camp while Blue Star was sick. At least Tiger Claw wasn't, wasn't here to criticize his decision. The gray deputy ha, had taken out Dawn Patrol. Suddenly, the luncheon at Blue Star's den twitched, and her burst through, through. She raced across the clearing to Yellowfang's den. And re- reappeared within moments with the messing cat behind her. Fireheart bounded over to Blue Star's den just as Frostfur and yelping pushed through the hanging lin- lin- luncheon, he stopped outside and sat down. His heart, ra- what- his heart racing. Frostfur peered out. "What's wrong?" Fireheart asked. His voice trembling. Fire, Frostfur closed her eyes. "She has green ca- cough," she he told him bleakly. "Stand, a- s- stand." watch and make sure no one comes inside she ducked back inside fireheart sat motionless as the shock flooded through him green cough bluestar really was in danger of losing another life a sharp yell outside the camp made him turn and look toward the gorse tunnel dustfall exploded into a clearing skidded to a halt by fly beside fireheart i've come from tiger claw he panted i have a message for bluestar she's sick Fireheart replied, "She can't go in. You, you can't go in." Dustpaw flicked his tail impatiently. Tigerclaw needs to see her at the center, the center path. It's very urgent. What's wrong? Dustpaw glared at him. Tigerclaw w- asked for a blue star. He sneered, "Not some kitty pet, but ber- kitty pet pretending to be a warrior." Fury, st- Fury shot through Fireheart and. He unsheathed his claws. Bluster can't leave the camp. He growled. He flattened his ears and moved so that he blocked the entrance to his den, leader's den. Fireheart is right. Yelping, rough meow sounded from behind him. She had come out of Blue Star's den. Dustpaw looked at the medicine cat, shrinking beneath her orange gaze. Terrorclaw was what has found evidence of ShadowClan warriors in our territory. He meowed. They've invaded our hunting grounds. In spite of his fear for Blue Star, Fire felt, Fireheart felt his lip curl in anger. How dare how dare they? After what Center Clan had done for them. But Yellowfang wasn't interested in Dustpaw's report. She turned to Fireheart, her eyes filled with urgency. Fireheart, she meowed, tell me, do you know whether there is any catnip in the two leg place? Catnip? Fireheart echoed. I need it for Blue Star. Yelping explained. It's an herb I haven't used for moons, but I think it'll help her. The medicine cat had Fireheart's full attention now. She continued. It has soft leaves and an irres- irresistible scent. Fireheart interrupted her. Yes, I know where to find some. He had never seen it in the woods, but as a kit, he rolled in a patch in his 2 leg comb. Good, replied Yelping. I need as much as you can carry and fast. What about Tiger Claw? <coughs> Excuse me, Demanded Despaw. Tiger Claw will have to deal with it on his own for the moment. Yellow thing snapped. Cinderpaw had been watching them from the tree stump. She bounded up, to, uh, up. Deal with what? With, with what himself? She meowed excitedly. Fireheart signa- signaled her to be quiet with an e- urgent flick of her t- his tail. Despaw ignored the apprentice. Shadowclaw could be on our territory, but now he hissed. Cinepaw's eyes widened, but she held her tongue. Yellowfang paused to think. Where's Whitestorm? She mia- she asked. Patrolling sending rocks with sen- sandpaw and mouse for answered. Yellowfang nodded. Was Blue Sir- with Blue Sir sick and fireheart fetching catnip we can't risk sending any more warriors out of the camp If shadow clan is in our territory it my attack here they've done it before she m- reminded him grimly if i'm quick getting the catnip fireheart put in i could meet tiger claw afterward and bring it back bring back his message for bluestar Star. fall's eyes flashed but he wants bluestar to see the evidence for herself Shadow Clan has left the remains of Fresh Kill on our side of the Thunderpath. Yellowfang silenced him with a growl. Blue Star doesn't need to uh, to see the evidence, she rasped. The word of her deputy ought to be enough. Tiger Cloud just needs to be told that Blue Star can't come out Fireheart, I'll take the message to him after I fetch the catnip. Where is he? I'll go, Dustfall spat. Do you think you're a better messenger than me? Because you're a warrior and I'm just an apprentice? He threw Fireheart a look of pure hatred, but Yellowfang had no time for quarrels. The clan will need protecting while Fireheart is gone. She has that dustball flattening her ears. Isn't that duty important enough for you? Now where is Tiger Claw beside the burned ash tree over th- that overhangs th- the Thunderpath? Despard replied sulkily. Right, the elephant growled. Go now, Fireheart. Go now, Fireheart. Quickly. As Fireheart sped away across the clearing, he heard a small paw steps sprinting after him. Fireheart, wait. Go back to your den, Cinderpaw. He meowed over his shoulder without slowing down. But I could go and give Tiger Claw the message while you get the catnip. Fireheart stopped in his tracks and turned his to face his young apprentice, Cinderpaw. If there are any ShadowClan warriors around, you need to stay in camp. Cinder- Cinderpaw looked crushed, but Fireheart didn't have time to worry about his her feelings. Go back to your den, he growled. Without waiting to see her reaction, he turned and charged out of the camp. He raced through tall pines and wove quickly through the undergrowth. That backed, backed onto the two leg place. As he scrambled onto the fence that bordered bordered his old home, the familiar smell of the garden filled his nostrils. Memories flooded his mind, making him dizzy for a moment. He thought of sunny afternoons playing in the garden with his toys. His two legs held for him. He almost expected to hear them rattling his dinner, and calling his kitty pet name. Then he thought of Bluester fighting against Green cough. Fireheart leaped down into the garden, bounding across the lawn to the pat- place where he remembered the catnip had grown. He inhaled deeply, his mouth open, and breathed out with relief. The enticing scent was still here somewhere. Fireheart padded along the rose plant, sniffing the air. He couldn't see the catnip, and all the time he was getting nearer and nearer to his old two-legged nest, Fireheart's step- steps grew closer, slower. Sense of his kithood mingled with the catnip, now confusing him. Fireheart shook his head clear. He had concentrated on the catnips, and he pushed his way under a large bush, still dripping from the overnight rain, and found a large patch of soft, fragrant herb. She, the recent frost, had killed some of the leaves, but the sheltering bush had protected enough for Yellowfang to use. Fireheart bit off as many leaves as he could, carrying their flavors seep, care, as. Wait, Fireheart bit off as many leaves as he could carry. Their flavors seeped uh, deliciously into his mouth, and but he was careful not to chew, much as he wanted to. Lucifer would need every drop of their precious juice. With his jaws f- f- full, he turned and raced back to the gar- up the. Go- back up the garden he leaped over the fence and pelted back through the forest ignoring the brambles that dragged at his coat he felt as if his lungs were would burst with his jaws clo- with his jaws closed to hold the herbs he could breathe only through his nose yellow was waiting for him in the gorse tunnel fireheart dropped the catnip at her paws and took a long gulp of air his sides heaving with a grateful look Yelping, picked it up, picked it up, and rushed away toward Blue Star's den as he sat up, gasping for air. Fireheart realized he could smell Cinderpaw's, Cinderpaw's excited scent in the gorse tunnel. he sniffed the ground around him. Had Cinderpaw left the camp even after he'd warned her her about the Sh- shadow clan warriors. Fireheart dashed to the apprentice's den and t- stuck his head inside. Brackenpaw was alone, sleeping. Where's Cinderpaw? He, Fireheart meowed. Brackenpaw lifted his head sleepily. Uh, what? Cinderpaw, where is she? Don't know, answered Brackenpaw, confused. Fireheart withdrew his head and looked around the clearing. F- Frostfur was pacing outside, blue den. her coat ruffled with ad- Agitation. Fireheart wondered what to do. He ha- didn't have time to find Cinderpaw himself, and he didn't want to tell the other warriors that she was missing. Graystripe. He thought suddenly, Graystripe could look after her. Could look at. Could look after her while he went to find Tigerclaw. Fireheart hurried to the warriors' and slipped inside. Graystripe's nest was empty. A flash of anger shot through Fireheart, where his friend had where was his friend when he had needed him as if he c- couldn't guess fireheart snorted crossly cinderpaw would have to fend for herself until he had found tiger claw and told him blue star was sick fireheart raced back through the gorse tunnel and began the journey to the Thunderpath. as he followed the trail up the sides of the ravine and on t- into the woods he was aware that cinderpaws scent hung in the air she must have come this way of course, she had gone to meet Tiger Claw herself. The fur on Fireheart's spine prickled with worry and frustration. How could she be so f- foolish? As he scurried across Snake Rocks, Fireheart began to smell the Thunderpath path and hear the roar of its monsters. Suddenly, a shrill high-pitched squeal sounded from the edge of the trees. Fireheart felt the blood run cold in his veins. It was the same cry he had heard in his dream. He raced out of the trees and skidded to a halt at the grass of the border beside the thunderpath. He looked desperately up and down the side, the down the verge, and spotted an ash tree charred by lightning. That must be the place where Dustball had, and said Tigerclaw wanted to meet Blue Star. But the deputy was still some way in the distance, padding calmly toward the ash. Fireheart broke into a run. The verge was very narrow here, with scarcely room for a rabbit. But Fireheart kept going. He called out to Tigerclaw as he ran. Did you hear that cry? But the roar of an approaching monster drowned out his words. Fireheart shuddered as it passed, waiting for the no- noise to die away so he could call out again to Tigerclaw. Then he noticed something beside the ash tree, a dark shape on the thin strip of grass with a sickening jolt. He recognized a small body lying motionless beside the center path. It was Cinderpaw, and that is the end of chapter 16. You guys will have to wait a while uh, while you see uh, what happens to Cinderpaw. See you after, well, actually, see you in the next episode.